Hello everyone, my name is Arjun Sharma and I want to welcome you to the History for the Future podcast, where I talk about people and events that shaped our lives and what we can learn from them. The aim of this podcast is to learn from history so we can all make better choices in the future. One of the main reasons humanity is able to progress is because we learn from our mistakes and build on our successes. As long as we keep understanding our history, we will continue to make informed choices in the future and grow as people and as a species. This is made true in the quote that reads, if we do not understand our past, we are doomed to repeat it. There are many controversial issues that have been debated recently. The most recent of these is whether abortion should be legal or not. While I do have my own opinion on the matter, I'm not here to argue one side over the other. In this episode, I will provide the facts on the history of abortion to help you make your own decision and to make some sense of what's going on right now. The practice of abortion goes back centuries to ancient times. The earliest known reference is from ancient India. The strict caste system of the time forbid any romantic relationship between the castes. The fact that some violated this rule led to abortions. Special herbs and rudimentary surgeries were used to end the pregnancy. The practice even made its way into the many epics in Hindu mythology, such as the Ramayana. Despite this, the practice was outlawed in many empires, the most early recorded one being the Empire of Assyria. Located in northern Mesopotamia, modern-day Iraq and surrounding regions, the Code of Asura of 1075 BCE condemned those who practiced an abortion to death. Early abortions almost never involved a surgery, however. They were often done with irritating herbs, strenuous physical exercise, and other similar methods. Also, it was commonly done as soon as possible, often in the early stages of pregnancy. In medieval Europe, a girdle, often meant to compress fat, was also used. Sometimes they also used massages or sat over pots of steaming onions. In Japan, abortions were performed, but they became more frequent in the Edo period, between 1603 and 1868. The peasant class normally conducted these abortions as they were hit hard by the economic struggles and famine of the time. And unfortunately, they had to find more vulgar ways to survive. In ancient Greece and Rome, if the father was dead, abortion was not an option, as someone had to inherit the land owed by the family, and a female could not inherit that land. Other than that, abortion seems to be a widely accepted practice at the time, as it was written about commonly in Greek scriptures and was not outlawed. They used similar practices of herbs and physical exertion to induce a miscarriage. Throughout history, perceptions of, ab of abortion have remained more or less constant until recent times. Most did not consider the fetus alive until birth or just of just before. As most abortions were done in the early or mid stages of pregnancy, most of it was legal and accepted. Aristotle considered the fetus to be alive after 40 days or 90 days if it was male or female, respectively. In Rome, 
Abortion was seen as a crime if the father did not agree, and it became even less accepted with the spread of Christianity. Punishment for abortion became even more severe with its spread. In the Bible, some passages argue that it's only a crime if the child is injured after birth, making abortion legal. Despite this, some passages state that abortion is illegal irrespectively, as they believe that the fetus is always alive. Some called those who performed an abortion witches, some called them nurses, and even within Christianity, it was a heated debate that still goes on today. Before we continue, I have a quiz question to ask you. Today's question is, how many nations do you think have legalized abortions? I'll tell you the answer at the end of the episode. In the 19th century, advances in medicine caused abortions to be more used. And with the rise of protests for women's rights, choice became more valued as well. Despite this, the Western world quickly outlawed abortions. The major reason for this, outside of religion, was that most people who performed abortions were untrained and often accidentally killed the mother. Rather than better train the nurses and doctors performing abortions, it was outlawed. The first English law to explicitly outlaw the practice was the 1803 Malicious Shooting or Stabbing Act, where the punishment was a 14-year transportation or the death penalty if it was conducted in the later, later stages of pregnancy. The 1861 Offenses Against the Person Act made it an offense to even procure, procure the instruments with the intent to perform an abortion. After the American Civil War, however, the abortion rate skyrocketed to one abortion for every four births, despite the fact that it was illegal. The 1973 Comstock Law made it illegal to publish any work about how to get an abortion. Despite that, the fact that by the early 1900s, the penalty for disobeying these laws rose to around five years in prison and a $5,000 fine, they were unevenly enforced. In Europe, Nations like France saw abortion differently and valued choice, along allowing women to decide for themselves whether to get an abortion or not. In the US, as well as much of Europe, prices for abortion skyrocketed as those performing them faced many risks. While abortions were still used, many women made more of an effort to not get pregnant in the first place as this cost of life soared. The ways people performed abortions became much more varied, from drugs to impromptu surgeries to even falling downstairs and resorting to the ancient Indian method of sitting over a pot of steam. Despite the fact that abortion was illegal, advertisements for abortion clinics filled many streets and buildings. Soon, pills like Molex pills showed up with a promise to induce a miscarriage. Pills and surgery became more regulated by the government, but at the same time, more used by the people. In 1929, the Infant Life Preservation Act amended the 1861 law, making abortions legal if they were needed to save the life of the mother. Eventually, the fight to further legalize all abortions made its way into the women's rights movement, 
and a group known as the Abortion Law Reform Association appeared, being very active between 1936 and 39. Their hundreds of members tried unsuccessfully to get ads published and legislation amended. Despite the fact that they had little success, they were the first such abortion group and had highlighted why abortion was so critical to women's rights. Underground abortion clinics rose in popularity throughout the U.S., and advocate groups exploded in popularity. President Reagan was a very religious man and opposed abortions. Illegal abortions in America shot up as women began to accept the idea that they have control over their bodies, and abortion was not something to be decided for them. In 1971, the Supreme Court ruled in the U.S. v. Vuchitz case, allowing abortion to be legal if after rape or incest. Finally, on January 22, 1973, the Supreme Court ruled in the famous Roe v. Wade case. They ruled that abortion was under a citizen's right to privacy and that restricting or outlawing abortion was unconstitutional. From then, abortion became a choice that all women were free to make themselves. They were finally, there was finally federal oversight to allow all women that choice. Nations like Canada and Great Britain started legalizing more and more cases where abortion was needed. The women's rights movement had just won a major victory. Unfortunately, the story is not over. On June 24, 2022, the Supreme Court ruled to repeal Roe v. Wade. This removed any federal oversight to legalize abortions, thus making it a free-for-all within each state. There is some hope for those who support a women's rights to choose. As of right now, it's up to each state to decide whether to allow abortions or not. Many state representatives have formally announced their will to legalize abortions within their state. We can only hope that other states move in the same direction. Many large companies have promised employees funding to travel across the country and get an abortion. And while it is pitiful to see that they need to take such measures, it is nice to see how many people are standing up for a woman's rights to choose. Now for the answer to my quiz question. The answer is 65 nations who are part of the UN have legalized abortions. Some of these nations are Canada, Denmark, France, Vietnam, China, Spain, and Portugal. Even though areas of the UK and the US have legalized it, because the nation as a whole has not, they are not included in this list. Just to compare, there are 193 nations who are a part of the UN. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all learned something new, and remember that history exists for the future.